What? <laughs> so we're gonna start out. Just... <laughs> so gross. <clears throat> Hi. Hi. We're back. Welcome to another episode of As Woo. Woo. As You Want with Celine and Jeremiah. Hi. Hi. Um, welcome back to the app, the show, the podcast. The show, number six. Number six. Mmm. Six is a number. <laughs> It is a number. Uh, it's a number out there. That's a good one, actually. <laughs> six, six, six. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Yeah. I shouldn't bring the devil into this. Mm. It's really inappropriate. It's okay. Um, yeah. We're back for another episode. I think we're going to talk about dreams. You've been wanting to talk about I dreams. I want to talk about dreams all the time. Yeah. Because I just feel like... I have weird dreams. I have haunting dreams. For an adult, it's too much. I feel like it's okay to have weird, complicated, nightmare stuff when you're little. You know, you're like, I had a bad dream. Do you mind sharing some? (sighs) Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, well, more so that I have very, like, adventure, complicated dreams that are very fantastical sometimes. I can't really remember. I can't, like, be like, this happened. Yeah. Um, But then oftentimes when I am in my room sleeping and slumbering, I do feel like I have some weird tendencies to attract energy that may not be the most beneficial. So... Mm -hmm. I can be sleeping, and then I'll wake up half awake, half sleeping. You know, that in-between state. Mm. And I'm like, hmm, it's freezing. I'm so cold. And I'll get, like, chills over, like, in and out, in and out for, like, maybe an hour total. And there is a vague awareness that there's something happening. Yeah. That's in my space. It's not necessarily scary but if I do have a nightmare and then I'll wake up and I'll be like shit I gotta take care of this what I'll usually do is bubble up project that like pink bubble around my room explain that for people who are like I'm also having nightmares yeah so if you wake up and you feel you know anxious or nervous or something is wrong you can settle down turn on the light And do this breathing thing where you kind of just go from your um, solar plexus or between your ribs um, and, like, where your diaphragm is. And you sort of just, like, inhale. And then as you exhale, you just picture this sort of, like, bubble growing in and out and expanding. And usually it's like a pink. It's like a love bubble. So it's a protection bubble. Yeah. And I'll do that and I'll make it go over my whole bed then my whole room, then my whole apartment, and then I'm just, like, calm down. But I just, you know, it's to the point now where I feel like I need to talk to someone about it, and that's you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't – do you have this happen to you? Do yeah. Do you wake up and you're like, shh, something's here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Uh, it definitely, I, I think we're cool now, whoever was there, but um, Melissa and I have definitely felt um, someone, uh, something in in our bedroom. Yeah. And uh, I'm just going to say I felt like it was an older woman. Hmm. Um, I think it was someone who previously lived in the apartment, and I think there was a sense of, why are you here okay. type of thing. And um, <clears throat> it happened a few times. Hmm. And it took a few times of the way I approach it um, is, and it's kind of similar to what Shaman Dirk does, um, where, you know, <clears throat> darkness absorbs, light absorbs darkness. Yeah. So um, if you, if you, if anyone experiences this stuff or is, so there are going to be some people who are like, what the fuck are they? These people are crazy. Turn it off. <laughs> They're nuts. I'm not woo-woo enough for move, this shit. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to go this woo-woo. But for those people who are like, oh, my God, yeah, like, let's talk about it. Um, light light dissipates darkness. So if you and, – and I think this relates to not only dream um, situations or spirit situations, but also just interpersonal situations. Uh, fire on fire doesn't work. It just creates right, more right, fire. Right, right, right. If you are able to send love out to um, whatever that spirit is, um, what happens is, and you say, like, I welcome you, mm-hmm. and, like, I love you, and, like, I understand you, um, and you need to respect my space. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, this, you know, Shaman Dirk talks about how, like, spirits can't deny you. Like right. once you recognize them and you're like, hey, you're here, get away. No, like you, you have the power. Right. It's up to you. Yeah. I like this. I agree with it. Mine doesn't feel like I'm not like there's a small child in the room or there's like an evil demon in the room. It's more of just like a, it's almost as if I feel like I'm, you know how people have, um, sleep paralysis. You yeah. know what that is? Yeah, it's like yeah, your yeah. mind wakes up before your body and it's like stuck. Oh, that's the worst. I feel like I'm almost stuck between energies. Well, can and, I be honest with you? Yeah. When I went into your room... <gasps> no, Jeremiah. It feels a little no. weird. Oh my gosh. It's not like bad, but it feels unsettled. This is the worst thing I think you've ever told me in the entire and, time and I'm I've not, ever known well, you. Well, <laughs> I... I um, but it's never felt like this before. It's was, was so interesting about it. Oh, I've lived in my apartment for like five years, and I've never had these like moments. I sage. Well, what do you think I should do? I don't know. It, you know, when we had your birthday party and we were like all uh, like singing on the bed and stuff. Yeah. I actually think that was like a really positive thing for that space. Yeah. Just like creating like love energy. Yeah. Light energy. Um, you think it's kind of heavy, haunted. Well, it may just be because you're having... It, it may be one of these, like, mutually reinforcing things where it's, like, a, a little bit of a vicious cycle. Yeah. Where you're having nightmares or whatever, and then that's creating the this space. kind of vibe. And then it, like, the vibe is making you have... You know, like, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, like, this yeah. thing like where you almost cycle. have to break some kind of cycle that's happening. Um, okay. 
So we'll just get a Catholic priest. And (laughs) 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 demons will like... (laughs) I wonder, you know, and I do wonder perhaps if it's because of the new people that moved in and the disconnect between our spaces feel more connected. And I hate that. Like, I don't. Oh, my God. Oh, maybe that's what it is. And so I'm just like pissed. Yeah. And I'm creating a bogus. So I guess I have to move. Well, I don't I think I might need to move my room. That was something that I was thinking of. Maybe you move rooms. Yeah. Um, or you, you try and find a way of... Uh, the most recent time that you've been over, you feel like the unsettled energy in, my, in that room? I know that you no, feel it in the acupuncture room. Well, that's a different type of thing. Oh, okay. This is, this is a different type yeah, of energy. So for, for those listening who don't... Uh, so, Celine, well, you can describe your own apartment. Well, yeah, I just have my room, and then next to it, I have a smaller room, which I usually use as an acupuncture treatment room. Right. Um, so. And when I went in, Celine, it was actually the first time I ever did acupuncture was with you. Oh, really? Yeah. This was a while ago, though. Yeah. Yeah. And. um, You felt, like, sad, right? I didn't feel sad. I just felt like the way the room was, it just felt like there was, you had released all so all of this energy yeah. and it was like heavy. Mm-hmm. It felt like there was no place for the energy to get the fuck out and like let it be light, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it, and it wasn't like negative. It was just like a lot of just like yeah. uh I'm trying to think of like a It makes sense. I get yeah, what you're saying. Yeah. Like a denseness. Yeah, exactly. Right. It was just a little like dense and like almost like blobby, you know? Yeah. Like it's all just like <laughs> That's my blob sound. <laughs> if anyone wants to hire me as a voice actor. Yeah, he's here. <laughs> uh, I'm really upset that my room is unsettled now. I think you nailed it on the head, though. And I think that was really, it was really beneficial we just spoke about it. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I know, but it doesn't feel like a clear decision of what I should do. Can I give you... Um, yeah. This is a really amazing technique. Yeah. I know we're not, like, totally talking about dreams, but... Kind of. Um... Yeah, kind of. But this is this this will apply to like everything the way I look at it because it, it's um it's like basically what Tosha talks about. Um and I I don't know if she calls it the third way. I call it the third way. Mm-hmm. Um but in her first book Outrageous Openness, highly recommend um she it's a it's a book with a series of anecdotes and stories about um you know, her time as a reader and, and uh, her time, her own personal life and just, like, certain experiences and how it relates to, like, this overall idea of, like, surrender and love and all this stuff. Um, but one one anecdote which I really love and I feel like is applicable to your situation mm-hmm. and really basically any interpersonal situation is she has this story about how she was um, going uh, through airport security. Okay. And uh, she's someone who like has a lot of bling, you know, not not like bling bling, but just like a lot of like necklaces and like sure. crystals, you know, whatever, you know, cool. woo woo, um, yeah. in the best way. Uh, and she actually is giving a book signing in April. Where which, here? Yeah, in New York. We Do you want to go? go? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. That'll be great. That's fun. Um, 
so uh, yeah. So anyway, she was like very mindful of like not holding up the line because in the past she's felt like you know it takes a long time for her to take off all her jewelry yeah, yeah. and blah, blah blah. So she was like, okay, this time I'm gonna like take off everything beforehand, and then you know I'll I'll be like quicker. Um, and she like did all that, and the woman behind her just like threw the biggest hissy fit. She was like. Can you please, like, move a little bit quicker? You know, just, like, totally, like, blew up. Just Hmm. blew blew up at her. And so now, pause. There are three ways. I mean, there's an infinite number of ways of approaching the situation. But there are three kind of general ways of approaching this. You can do option A, which is cower and apologize and, you know, kind of go into, you know, oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's, it's my fault, and, like, be passive, right? Mm-hmm. That's number one. There's option B, which is fight fire with fire. Hey, you're yelling at me? I'm yelling at you. Like, don't respect me. You, you respect <laughs> my time, I respect your time. I'm doing everything I can, blah, right? Which yeah. is, I feel like... How America works. Yeah. And a lot of the population. It's like, fire with fire. You know, my penis is bigger than yours. Whatever. Patriarchy. The third way is, uh, I don't know. I think I'm making up these titles, but it's it's what, like, I've created in my own narrative is, like, God's way or love's way. Where she took a step back and she saw this woman as... With full compassion and was like, whatever she is going through, it has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. And instead of responding with by being passive or instead of responding with being active, she responded with love. And so she just like bowed to her kind of like energetically. Right. And was like, you know. I love you. I'm sending you love. And, like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever the situation is, it's okay. And I have practiced this in my own life. And it's amazing when you start holding that energy of... Compassion. Compassion. Love. And love and understanding. And I feel like your situation is a wonderful opportunity where I know you have a certain dynamic with your neighbors right? where this can be a place where you can try and find or open up to that third way, whatever that means to you. Yeah. I mean, it just comes down to just, yeah, I think, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. So he's like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can, you know, it's mainly like sound stuff. I mean, I love this. I, like, yes, I would. I want to be this compassionate, loving person. But yeah. I think there's something about your sanctuary, your space, your, like, bedroom. And, you know, you want that to be a certain kind of way. And I think that maybe what's happening is just the actual geographics of, like, what this, our spaces mesh. It's, like, just in the kitchen area. I know this is like so boring, but no, I think it real, just maybe yeah. changes. Like, I don't want to hear you making a smoothie at seven in the morning. And I don't want to hear your kid having a tantrum at five in the morning. Yeah. Like 
and I think that is like like I'm like trying to control that and right. maybe that's just inviting some crap. Yeah. I don't know how to be compassionate about that. Like I have a weird thing with sound. No, I know. So but I'm going to think about it and maybe I'm maybe just removing myself from that, you know, not trying to force it and just being I could just move my room. Yeah. Move your room. It it seems like it's definitely anything that irks you is grist for the mill. That's what you know Baba Ramdas talks about. Grist for the mill. Grist for the mill. Oh, I love so that I, expression. I, some people may have heard of Ramdas, but he's you know yeah uh, still with us. Um, and uh, he has a line about how you know like anything that's bothering you is mm-hmm. grist for the spiritual mill essentially. Yeah, so I'm just kind of stirring the pot. So whatever you're struggling with, it means that there's something you're working through. And, and you, I mean, it's control (laughs) (laughs) for me personally, but keep going with what you're saying. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. I know it's my thing. So that's what you need to work through. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's, it's a hundred percent true. And I realize more and more that this is what one of my journeys is about. Control. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, like, astrological in my chart, and it's also just, um, I've yeah, it's just part of my vibe. That's the thing. Isn't it so interesting how it starts, like, you start seeing your, this is a beautiful uh, relationship to last uh, our last podcast just yeah. about the curriculum, right? We're talking yeah. about like Parabda this Karma and like, this is your curriculum. Yep. And it's, it's so interesting when you start to really tap into this stuff. Um, and you start to be able to like cross-reference modalities where you're like, astrologically, mm-hmm. I'm a triple freaking Capricorn. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm dealing with all this stuff. Like I see the same thing with me. Like, yeah. I'm, you know, double Gemini, quadruple Libra. I realized, oh my God. um, yeah, I looked so at confused. it. Well, I balance everything. I balance everything. I balance everything. um, And I'm also like all over the place, you know, like uh, my mind is like all over the place. And then I also have the Libra. Like when Tosha read my natal chart, she was like, did I tell you this? No. (laughs) So, you know, if everyone flashback to episode one when I gave that like weird ass (laughs) bio, um, I was like flying off the handle. Uh, When... That first time when Tosha read my chart, she, I almost like imagine her cracking up. I think she did laugh. She was like, your chart is like, if I was teaching a class on astrology, I would use your chart as the perfect example of someone who overthinks. Really? Right. But you being surprised is such an honor. Really? Because I've worked so hard. Yeah, I don't, that is not something I think... I'm not like, oh, Jeremiah, what an overthinker. You have no idea. How much you've worked on it. And that's the, you know, um, a big part of that is meditation. Yeah. Calm my mind so much. Yeah. And so, like, Mm -hmm. that I know is a lesson. I would not, you know, so it's that astrology. Right. Made me, forced me into learning meditation and it's the same with like everything that I do like music is a huge part where like I'll overthink it and it's like music is all about like feel and flow (laughs) you know and I was like my chart is like the opposite well 
And you know what's interesting, too, is back to the last episode where I'm, you know, exploring this esoteric acupuncture, and we talked a lot about um, kind of being the creator of your circumstances, you know, like saying yes to your life circumstances. There was this one part um, that I was reading that was talking about, it's kind of not totally true astrologically, like, so you have these sort of astrological setups, right? Like what we, you know, you're a triple Libra, I'm a double Capricorn, whatever. And that kind of framework of that personality type is you kind of tag on to that and then you flourish within that mm. zone versus your common. It's like this new so- sort of set of se- uh, sequences. Does that make sense? Like you kind of fit into... You say yes to a certain category, and you like and then you go, go into that, and you like flourish that way. Yeah, versus yeah. like you pop up and the category is set up. Does that? Am I explaining that? Right? Um, Reversing the, a little bit of what I said before. Right. Um. So, like me, my higher, you know, archetype soul was like interesting. I want to be with you know something that's like a lot of control issues but really cool and fashionable (laughs) yeah oh there we go i can pick this this one kind of like setup this one sort of outline this one curriculum and i'm going to go into that one right versus that kind of frequency being set up when you say when you say that kind of frequency being set up are you saying set up by whom by like the individual yeah Right. So instead of us like beaming down to earth and saying like, I want this, it's like there's something much greater than you being like, I want to explore this thing. Yes. And it's going to help the greater good or greater self or whatever. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Got you. you. Astrologically. Yeah. Really interesting. I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, again, this is, uh, this is all, it's so related. I don't know if we're talking about dreams anymore, but. Oh, I know. Well, the dreams is where. Well, wait, what were you going to say? And then I'll no, say my dream. Yeah, part. so I was just going to say it's all related. Um, I like how we can refer back to our episodes now. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, you're like, Because um, episode two, we talk about, a lot about, like, soul and, like, oversoul, the oversoul and, yeah, you know, too. my my personal practice with surrender and, like, trusting in that that higher self, really knowing where what you are, where you're going, where you need to go mm-hmm. and, and honoring that. Um, oh my God. I just feel it so intensely with like the money work that I did. Oh yeah. Where I reached such a point of like confusion and it, mm-hmm. and like deep, 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 just like what the F is going <laughs> on in my life. Cause like, I'm not the type of person that would get myself into a position like this. Um, and it was like my soul was like, you're fucking going there because you need to learn this lesson now. Yeah. It's done. It's and time. like, it's not a coincidence that like, after I left Etsy, a few months later, who teaches a class about money but Tosha, right? Yeah. Like, and my soul was like, yep, this is what you need to learn now. Yeah. And um, that's the other part that I, I actually also wanted to tag on to the last episode where, you know, when you start to align, I think, more and more with your oversoul or you're kind of just more in your authenticity, while, yes, you pick those curriculum 
Mm-hmm. And it can be incredibly painful. Mm-hmm. It is pain. It's mm-hmm. literally pain, right? Like yeah. it's the definition of suffering. Yeah. If you're aligned, um, as you open yourself up, the remedies, the ways to fix it, the ways to learn, the ways to go through that pain and get to the other side are shown to you. If right. you're open. If, yeah. If you kind of got you unlock the level. It's almost like a video game. Totally. Otherwise, what do you do? You play the level again. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's sort of... So you can incorporate this into dreams, I think, because while we sleep, you know, in our deep sleep, we kind of connect with our astral and higher planes to kind of, like, convene and do downloads, right? And so, but we don't remember that in this plane because our little pea brains probably would get overwhelmed and be like, what? What do you mean? No, I can't figure that out. So I think, like, there was a while where I was really interested in astral projection, Mm -hmm. which is basically, you know, getting into the astral self and to see what was going on. I could never do it, but... Maybe if I tried harder now. Um, And also dream journaling, I think, is really interesting. Yeah. Because things that you dream about and then you write them down and then you revisit it sometimes click. And, like, you're like, oh, that's what that meant. Right. And here I am. So it's sort of like foreshadowing of what what could happen if you kind of tap into that other reality, which is actually just as valid as the waking one. But we don't say that. Yeah. Oh, so much good material. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so true. And, oh, man, like, Seth has so many revelatory things about this. Like, (laughs) everything you said, I was like, oh, my God, I could say so many things right now. Like, we accept this reality as the real one. Right. And the dream reality as is fake, fake or, or just, you know, or like we're just making shit up, right. making random associations. And th- there's a few things that tripped me out that Seth said. But one thing that like really blew my mind was he was like, when you interpret your dreams, you have to understand that everything is symbolic. So when you whatever material thing you dream, whether it's like a place uh, like a house or, a, oh, you know, yeah. if you're riding something or if, you know, you're eating something, whatever it is, that's symbolic of a deeper emotional truth or, you know, a spiritual truth. Here's where things get funky. Okay. Reality is the same way. <laughs> so literally, like, yeah, who you live with, nice. where you live, what you do everything in your real waking life is as symbolic as, as your dream, dream life. Dream life. I mean, that's sort of like feng shui, right? If you think about that, that's the energetics of how space is created, where things are placed in a room. Meaning, you know, if you walk into a room and it's based on like north, south, east, west, and each kind of like corner is a different corner that represents like wealth, health, family, vitality, et cetera, et cetera. And so feng shui is based on the idea of 
creating your space in the most optimal way that benefits the energetics of the geography of where you are. Um, and so that's kind of a, yeah, synchronicity with that. Yeah. And like changing your physical environs. Well, it's, it's almost like obvious now, but like, I think for some people they don't realize it, but like, I mean, Marie Kondo, you right. know, talks or about me this. moving my to- room. Yeah. Tosha talks about this too, where it's like, especially with like abundance in order for you to literally get more physical things. If you are like choking on like trash in your house, if you just have like mounds of There's shit so that you stuff. don't yeah. use, it's dead energy. Yeah. And it, you need to clear that out in order for the new to come. Yeah. I listened to this podcast called being boss, um, okay. which is cool. And it's just two women entrepreneurs. I don't remember their names, but being boss is a podcast. It's amazing. And they just bring on different people and they have this, um, one kind of life coach, James Pearson. That's probably oh, wrong. That Maybe sounds really right. familiar. Yeah. yeah. And he talks about how in order to like manifest and attract different stuff, even if it's in a business stuff, you have to actually make the space for it to arrive. Mm. So even creating like a kind of a vision board and you just have empty circles on like the new clients you want to attract or whatever, because you have to make space for them to come into your life energetically. So if you make a vision board that's stuffed with stuff, it's not going to like, well, it could work, but then you also have to make, you have to have some empty space for the new to come in. Oh, I love it. So that's kind of a cool idea. That's so cool. Yeah. I should also just say, I'm sure almost everyone listening to this knows Marie Kondo, but if you don't, uh, it's K O N D O, and she has a show on Netflix. Now. I mean, she's huge, but she she that has a book. a book called Was tidying. it the, the Art of Tidying Up yeah. or the, something about tidying up? Yeah, and, um, yeah. She took it to a whole other level. Sparking joy, but that's really true, though. That's like being in vibrational harmony with your highest good, right? Like what excites you? Yeah, yeah. So that's also very concept like related to what we talk about. Yes. Yeah. It, 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 oh man, it's like, it really is like a game and it gets like fun. You know, there's certain things where like, um, uh, we'll do we're, we talked about how on our Instagram, we're going to like put, mm-hmm. um, a, just a series, like a carousel of all of these references. So you right. can like check them out. Yep. Just such an awesome idea. I know. Um, That's good. uh, but yeah, um, Florence Scovel Shin talks about this too, where it's like, uh, I think it's even in the Bible, you know, it's like, you have to, um, like if you're dealing with like wealth issues or abundance issues or, or almost anything, sometimes you have to take that first step forward, right? You, it's not going to just happen. You right. have to be the one who t- to take, to take it. The Israelites didn't cross the sea. The, the, the waters didn't part before they got in, they got in. Right. They got in deep. Right. And then the waters part. Right. So it's like, you know, um, there's certain things where, you know, with your clothing or with self-care, like, I'm, I think I'm just, like, very deep into, like, the abundance stuff now because it's, it's resonating with me on a stronger level now where I think a lot of people 
or at least for me, I used to think like self care was like indulgent and um, like uh, you know extraneous and just like superfluous. And now I realize like if the self care is going to make me feel better, you know, um, if it's going to show love to myself and like by taking care of myself, then I can actually take care of other people. Yeah. Well, it's like you're taking care of your vessel. Right. Yeah. And everyone has different levels of that. Right. And so, I, you know, that, that can be a slippery slope where some people could be like, well, but they're doing this and that's like too much, you know, you well, can get judgy with that. Yeah. I mean, everybody can be judgmental about stuff and it's like, do you really need like gold flaked face serum? I don't know. Probably not. But like if that makes you psyched and you're like a nice person with like great intentions and like that's, you know, who's to say? Yeah. So it's like those little things where it's almost like, yeah, I love the video game analogy. I was such a, I was such a gamer when I was younger, but like, it's almost like powering up. You know, like if you buy like something that makes you happy, it's yeah, like, it's like gives you more like yeah, juice it's like it's and like you're the, psyched, right? The Mario and then mushroom. I think a lot of like manifesting stuff is like it's unlocking that like secret door that gets you to like you know level eleven, right? You know, and yeah. So the more, so I think like, and the different levels are the higher frequencies where you're vibrating closer to your like astral and like spiritual planes right and then synchronicities happen yeah yeah. and synchronicities happen and you like and i think the more you do it the happier you are and the less like negative stuff comes you'll still have it but i don't think it's as often or if something like happens again where you're like shit i'm broke again but you're like hold on and you do the lesson over but it's smaller and it's less devastating yeah because you're fixing your karma that's how i I feel like I've been rewriting that narrative. You should. You can. Yeah. Whereas in the past, I, I think it was in the money episode I talked about how I had this kind of traditional aspect of like, well, if everything's good, something's going to fall apart. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's actually like this virtuous cycle. Right. Where like, it just gets better and better and better because you're more aligned with love. And yeah, it's never going to be perfect. There's always going to be little things, but you you keep strengthening yourself. And you can do that through dream work. Which, before you go to bed, you have an intention of, like, connecting with your higher source to download more information on how to deal with this particular situation. So it's, like, downloaded into your brain. You won't necessarily, like, wake up and be like, oh, donezo, figured it out. But, like, you'll have the tools that will help you, like, maneuver these new, like, intentions. That's also dream work, which, yeah. That's we awesome. Do that. Yeah. That's no, like that's video great, game stuff. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Downloads. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I would highly recommend people do dream journaling. Yeah. I like that stuff. It's, it's pretty amazing. I'll like, and it's, it's kind of similar to the free writing thing where don't overthink it. It's like when just you write, write it out and then just be like, what is that? And, um, it's almost like, it's like reading tarot too, where now I start to be like, okay, uh, you know, like yesterday, this is a very, I'll, I'll give you one of my dreams from yesterday. It's, it's, it's like a very kind of typical one, but, um, basically 
I don't even remember where we were, but like Melissa and I were in, I was like driving and we were in like a Jeep or something and we were driving around on these roads and then like there was like a very steep hill Mm -hmm. and at the end of it, there was like, it was just like a brick wall. Shut up. (laughs) Or like, or like a jump. I, I don't totally remember the obstacle. Yeah. But I was like what the fuck do I do, you know, like, which I think is apropos for where I am right now. But like, um, there were, you know, there's obviously references to like, uh, now, okay. There's, there's my dream, right? I I think I woke up as we were like jumping the bridge or I I didn't complete it. Um, Shaman Dirk also talks about like completing dreams is really important. Oh yeah. You've told me about that. Um, which is really interesting. But, uh, now for some people, they're going to be like, I have something to say after. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, they're just going to be like, well, you watched a car commercial yesterday and, you know, whatever. That's why you're having this dream. Um, and then for other people, be like, well, you know, you're driving the car and, like, that that uh, means that you have, like, control and then, like, you're losing control or whatever. And th- that so all of these things are not wrong. They're interpretations. Sure. But you can keep going deeper. Right. So it's like... What's the significance of a Jeep? It was like a it was like a safe car, right? Right. Like you can talk about like I don't know the roads themselves. Like where were they located? Yeah. So like all of these things, um, I think in the past I used to be very linear and I'd be like, this is the interpretation. Right. It's like this one thing, but it's like it just keeps going deeper. Like how every little aspect can be interpreted in an infinite number of ways. Yeah. And it's sort of like whatever kind of resonates the best with you, I think, is the one that you go with. Yeah. Two things. One, I always dream of my childhood home, my house that I grew up in. And various different dream books I have suggest each layer. Like if you dream of the basement, if you're in the kitchen, if you're in the bedroom, if you're in the bathroom all have different symbology and different mean different things. Basements are like your foundation. Your bedroom is more of your like emotional space. Mm. Um, bathrooms deal with like l- letting go of stuff. Um, I've had a water. lot of bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of like excrement. And, like, really? Yeah, I yeah. never have like pooping dreams. Oh my God. Really? Poop and pee, man. So that's like a lot of like processing and letting go of stuff that doesn't serve you anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Thank you for that, Celine. You're welcome. That was so great. See, there, you know, Who everyone's knew? learning on as woo woo as you want. Um, okay, but then I wanted to say this one crazy thing that happened to my mom when I was in elementary school because she was really into dreams. She was having a nap. She got in the like nap dream. She was getting out of this like. Grocery, the grocery store near our house, and a in red the dream in the dream, and was cu- making a, like a right turn, and somehow there was a red car that came, and she got into this really big accident, and had to go to the hospital, and so she like woke up in a panic from the dream, and she was like, "Hold on a second, I'm gonna go back into this dream, and I'm gonna make it so that I don't have this accident happen." So somehow I don't know whatever she went back into the dream, the red car was coming. She knew it was coming, avoided the whole situation. This happened. Later, I think a couple days later, she was running errands. She was at this place. The red car came. She saw it, and she was like, oh, my God, this is my dream. 
I like know what's going to happen. And so I'm going to avoid this entire situation. She did. This like happened. My mom did this like three or four times. I remember her telling me this. So that's like another way. Your face is great right yeah, now. Yeah, no one can see this, but like my jaw is yeah, dropped. Yeah, but I remember her telling me this. Like that you can, it's like what Shaman Dirk go back and finish the dream. Yeah. Or if you can get back, if you're close enough into the state of the dream, you can kind of slip back in yeah. and finish it up and change. So like that's some pretty, I just remembered Holy that. Nike. She's a powerful witchy woman. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super intense. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> But that's another weird dream thing you can do. Yeah. I don't know how to do that. No. I, fe- I don't feel like I'm in control sometimes. Sometimes I feel like I'm on the precipice. Yeah. No, not that much. Yeah. I do set intentions when I wake up in the morning. When you wake up? Yes. Okay. Sometimes before bed. I'm going to start doing that. That This reminds me. I'm going to start being more intentional when I go to sleep. When you go to sleep. Mm-hmm. What do you set when you wake up? Oh, I'm just like, today is going to be a positive day. I welcome opportunity. I'm going to be psyched. Cool. Yeah. Does it always work? No. Yeah. Will I keep doing it? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good. I'm going to keep doing it. That reminds me of, um, I used to kind of... When I, you know, you wake up on the wrong side of the bed some days and you're just like, this is just going to be a shitty day. Now what I do is I literally stop myself from that. Um, And again, I'm attributing this to the meditation um, because uh, I will have to find the name of the woman who taught me at Etsy. Um, I'll find it. But um, one thing that she said, which I just absolutely loved and it wasn't from her it was from someone else but she said um when you meditate you know a lot of people they kind of pop in and out of being present Mm -hmm. which is very very common you know it takes a while it's a practice it takes a while to start to be more present but she says every breath is a meditation Hmm. and so relating back to this thing about you know having a crappy day or even intending about the day you don't even have to conceptualize it as a day what i do now is there'll be moments oh okay that's nice moments where i feel like this is crappy and instead of my brain going this whole day is going to be crappy i just go right now this moment sucks it's gonna be over and i'm yeah and i'll just like sit with it whatever and then, who knows? Maybe in twenty minutes, whole new thing. It'll be better. Yeah. And it's almost like when you conceptualize your life as a whole day, you're limiting yourself. Right. 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 Okay. That's a power move. That's a power move. Yeah. It's a nice time. Okay. You're being very expansive. Yeah. Yeah. Working on it. I think you're doing pretty good. Thanks. You're welcome. So you had given me a Seth book. That was actually one of the last ones. It was, it was uh, Seth, Dreams, and, like, Projection yes. or whatever, um, which I'm reading now. But it's kind of difficult because it's... Uh, a lot. I, to be honest, I feel like a lot of his the material is because yeah. it's not, like, a fluid story. 
or like a progression in a way that is easy to rationally understand. Yeah. Um, it's almost like you could open it at any chapter mm-hmm. no? and just read that. It's so funny you just said that. Why? Because basically, like, after that book, I didn't even get through it. Yeah. But I knew I needed, I don't know, I did, my soul was like, yep, Seth, read it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to get the first book, which I actually found out it's not the first book. I think it's the third in the series, but it's the um, the uh, eternal validity of the soul. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't even read the book yet. Actually, um, Melissa had bought it for her mom because her mom's into like woo stuff too. Mm-hmm. And we were in Austin where her uh, her where she grew up uh, at her parents' house, and we were we were doing this is all like extraneous, but we were doing a, a photo shoot for some socks because Melissa's cousin <laughs> <laughs> Melissa's cousin's wife uh, owns us like a sock company, and so okay. we were like modeling for them. Anyway, n- not important. Um, so, you know, they were like, okay, just look, we were in the, on the back patio. So, uh, they were like, just look, you know, normal, just like you're, you're hanging out. It's like a Sunday afternoon, whatever. And so, um, the Seth book was on the table and Melissa was like pretending to drink coffee. And I was like, I'm just going to start reading this book. I'll look normal. Right. I was like, I'm curious. I open up the book wherever, I don't know literally what you're saying. And I read like. This passage that was just, I mean, that whole book just completely explode. Like, I can't even describe the explosion in in my my brain, myself, my consciousness. It was this one um, passage, and this all relates back to uh, what you were talking about, how, like, oh, you're, like, expand, you know, expansive mm-hmm. or whatever, um, where basically Seth is talking about Jesus. Okay. And he says, it's all about related about linearity. And he says, traditionally, humans think of ascension as you're down here and you're going up here. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And he goes, that's a completely third dimensional linear way. That's where I get that from. Linear way of looking at spiritual progress. Okay. He says, Jesus wasn't like down here and then like went up there. What Jesus was, was a point and expanded out in every single direction infinitely. So it's like when people think of spiritual progress, it's a very three dimensional way of looking at it where you're like, I am going up. I am getting better. I'm at level 11. Right. It's because we live in a time. Right, exactly. It's all based on time. Right. Instead of thinking of it that way, and I think this helped me a lot in terms of looking at other people, um, because I I stopped kind of looking at things as hierarchies. Okay. And I I realized that people are just expanding out in an infinite number of ways. Right. Huh. I'm going to say one more thing about that. Okay. Which is, it relates very beautifully to a book by Brian Weiss called Many Lives, Many Masters. Mm-hmm. Huge book. Huge book. Amazing book. Yeah. And uh, for those who don't know, Brian Weiss uh, is, he's still alive, um, a psychologist who did some hypnotherapy on this woman who uh, was able to get in touch with her oversoul. Um, yeah. And 
uh, other aspects, other past lives. And uh, during her hypnotic state, she would talk, she would basically channel um, other past lives or like other like greater souls. And at one point, uh, one of the souls talks about how a human being or maybe a soul is probably a better term is a infinitely multifaceted diamond and that in each lifetime you're rubbing away and polishing one aspect of that diamond yeah and so i think of those things related like the the concept of jesus as like or any human any soul as expanding outward in every direction and we're all different so we're all expanding in certain areas at certain times and in certain ways. So no one's higher, lower, better, worse. It's just we're all expanding yeah. all the time. Like little bubbles. I also, I didn't read this article, but there was something on, in the, on the Times about how, like, the universe is starting to expand at, like, a faster rate and scientists, like, don't know why. Really? <laughs> it's probably us. Yeah. That's why I said <laughs> just it. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, I love that. I mean, that makes, there's something comforting. See, for me, all these ideas are very comforting to Mm -hmm. me. You know, like it's very, we're not just, you know, I think the linear thing is a nice thing to get away from. But it, it is hard because that's how we also see ourselves. Like we age. And like that's, but it's like all little fragments of a bigger whole. Right? Because all time is simultaneous. It's really the time thing that I think holds us back. If we could get rid of that. I think we're getting there. I don't know. I mean, Einstein did a good job. He did. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) But, you know, if you can understand or just toy with the idea of all time is simultaneous, then I think the expanding in all directions is very easy to grasp because that, you know, it's like there's, it's like when you look in, you know, those mirrors that you can sometimes see in restaurants or in hotels where you look into it and then there's like 20 of you Mm -hmm. all at that one time. I think that's kind of what is more accurate to the nature of our reality. Hmm. And each one of those, like, Selene's is living a parallel but very different life. And I'm all old and baby and dead at the same time. Yeah. And Seth talks about that, too. Um, I mean, you know, like we were saying in the last uh, episode, like, all these books mutually reinforce reinforce each other. Yogananda talks about it, too. Like, a lot of spirituals talk about it, too. They all say, like, why are you sad? Why are you mourning? Like, there's no death. Yeah. Well, but there is in the sense of, like, in that one particular time frame, that person isn't there, you know, like. Right. But I think it can change your sadness on stuff, you know, or your mourning. Or I don't know, I guess some people just don't even believe in, like, there are just, like, atheists. Oh, yeah, people don't believe anything. Yeah. It's such a bummer. Well, that's actually. I feel like I'd be so stressed out. Don't you think he's stressed out? So stressed. Uh, Between our, during our break, you said something really beautiful. I did. About, uh, (laughs) you're like, I said something. (laughs) I think I did. Uh, Just the whole idea about like, everything's true. Oh, yeah. That, that it, I think that is totally accurate. 
Because how could it be any other way? Oh, my God. It's so good. Right? Yep. It's, you know, so if you want whatever belief system you want to hold, you're entitled to that, I think, for sure. Right. But then I guess it gets slippery if you're going to be kind of a dick about everybody else's beliefs. Exactly. But that kind of closes you off. Yeah. Like there's an intrinsic limitation. Good words. And so the more expanded you are and the more open and loving you are. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting, though, that like and then we say all these like, you know, all the material and all the books that we've like referenced all kind of share the same concepts. Mm hmm. So I want, you know, it's more like universal than dogmatic. Right. Oh, yeah. Steer clear of dogma. Get out of there. That's why, you know how I had said, I think it was the first episode where I was like, um, we're going to talk a lot about ironies and like paradoxes. Yeah. I mean, you just said it, right? Everything's true. I was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) And that's right. Right. Yeah. Which is like paradoxical. I mean, we're such fucking philosophy kids. (laughs) I still can't get over the fact that you're a philosophy student. Why? Can't you tell? I mean. No, not really. I know. Yes and no. I know. Yes and no. I know. The more that I just feel like I'm waking up and being more in touch with myself, I'm like, what the hell is this thing that you're doing in the world? I feel more, like, self-aware and trusting of who I am, but also totally unknown of who I am. Yeah. Paradox. Yeah. It's kind of a cool feeling. Or I'm also okay understanding more of the, like, shitty parts of myself. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, you become a witness, yeah. I'm like, okay. Let's... There's a bunch of spiritual te- teachers talk about that. Ram Dass talks I about it. I that. Yeah. You become, a, you, you, you become a witness to your life. That's not passive. It's just you kind of take one, you take a step back. Because I wonder if then you're operating more from your, like, astral or ethereal or spiritual self than your egoic self. Mm-hmm. And so you can, like, look and not take things so, like... You know, me being like, I have an issue with control, you know, and I'm not, I don't feel a certain way about it. Yeah. You're less attached. Yeah. Cause I'm like, well, that sucks. I'd like to get better at that. Yeah. And you take it less personally and then you can actually work on it. Yeah. Cause you can't work on stuff you, when you're so personally involved. hundred percent. No. Oh my God. We are just dropping. Just. N- knowledge. <laughs> Look at us. We're so enlightened. Oh yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Um, well, should we just finito? So I, I have a few ideas of like okay practices. Yes, share. I think one mm-hmm. dream journals. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think the easy thing with dream journals, like, and that has helped me a lot, is like if you can't even remember the full story behind it, just write down like car, highway, coffee, like whatever you can. Mm. Just as a starter. Because sometimes it helps you remember. You actually just sparked something in me where I, I my journal is something I write in with a pen. Mm-hmm. But there are times where uh, I'll be like, uh, I don't want to get up and like write it down and turn on the light or like bother so Melissa. So no, I'm just thinking now I should just do it on my phone. Oh, yeah. It would make things a lot easier. Yeah, just do it on your phone. Um. Another point, uh, and I don't know who 
I don't know who mentioned this, but it was a really cool life hack is let's say you're like, maybe you're having one of those bad days or bad moments, whatever. And you, you're just like, I just don't want to feel this. Mm -hmm. One really cool way of kind of resetting yourself is taking a nap. Oh. Okay. I'm not a great napper. Well, yeah. If you I are mean, a good napper. If you but are that's a good, a good so. yeah, just go to sleep. <laughs> go to sleep. Return back to, you know, your deeper Reset. self. Yeah. And, you know, there are times where you'll wake up and you'll be like, oh. I'm better. Okay. <laughs> oh. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean. Sometimes it works, sometimes it does I mean, yeah. it depends on the depth of whatever you're suffering yeah. with, but. Okay. Nap, dream journal. Another one? I don't think so. No? Yeah. Do I, I mean, have one? The symbolic stuff with mm. the dreams, I think, is helpful. Um, sometimes sleeping with a pink quartz under your pillow at night helps with bad dreams. Pink quartz. Mm-hmm. Personally, I've learned that, too. Is that rose quartz? Yeah. Or that, okay. Yeah. Te- uh, excuse like me. That big rose. Chunk. Rose quartz. The big chunk. I the have big it. chunk, yeah. yeah. I have some crystals in my studio. Of course you do. Um, all right, well, this was a meaty episode. Yeah, it was <laughs> a meaty day. <laughs> this is a meaty day. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. And we'll check in with you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye.